Okay, again, we're learning Lili Nishmas Yudel ben Yisrael. I just sent the sheet to Stanley. Stanley, did you receive the sheet? Can't hear you. Sorry about that. Uh, it's coming in right now, I believe. Coming in right now. Okay. Okay, so hello, everybody. Good to see you. And uh, we're here to learn Parshas Noyach and uh, to continue. And today we have an important topic. An important topic. What's a mabel? Everybody knows what a mabel is, right? A flood. flood. Right? But it's the first time in the Torah, the Pasuk that we are up to is the first time in the Torah that the word is used. It's not a word which is used commonly at all. Of course, it's used to describe this thing, right? I mean, people will sometimes use it, you know, if you have a big, big, big rainstorm, Right or you know you the water seeks its lowest level, which is usually, uh, you know, uh, the particular person's basement. You know, so they say, oh, yeah, I have a marble right in the basement, right? Or sometimes you say, ah, wonderful, delicious marble cake, right? You know, so we don't we don't use the term marble so 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 frequently in the in the in the Torah. It's used in this context, the marble mayim, and the question is, what this word means? And the, because the pasuk that we are into right now, which is Perek Vav, Pasuk Yudzayin, is the first time in the Torah where we use this term Mabel. So it's time for us to discuss what that term means. And to not only figure out on the technical level what the term means, but the implications of this term, which as we will see, Bezus Hashem, are, as everything in the Torah, profound and fascinating. Hashem says, Behold, I am now ready to bring the mabul of water on the earth. What's a mabul? Make the Targum's translation, as Rashi will quote it momentarily, is taifana. A taifana is a flood in Aramaic. Taifana mayalara, a flood of water on the earth. Rashi says the following. And again, as soon as you get your sheet, you'll see the Rashi is quoted, the second source on your sheet. Just sent it out. And Stanley just sent it out. If anybody needs it, they could chat to Stanley and he will send them their email address and he'll be happy to send it to them. Is that okay, Stanley? Could I say that? Yes. Okay. Mabul shebolo es hakoyo, shebilbel es hakoyo, shehoivil es hakoyo. Minagavoya lenomach. Says Rashi, three meanings, no less, count them, three meanings of the word mabul. One was shebola eshakoel. What does bola mean? This is not with an ayin. Bola with a hey, beis lamid hey. What's bola? Bola is to wear out, to destroy, to cause to wilt, and to wither. Right? Beloye begodim are worn out clothes, old clothes that are worn and tattered, are 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 beloyos, right? Shebola es hakoel, right? The, in the Gemara, in, in Exubus, it speaks about a woman who brings into the marriage nice, fresh clothing, and when she has to leave the marriage, she leaves with worn clothing. Beloyos, right? So it, it's bola es hakoel. The marble broke things down. Next, Shebi- what? It's, it's, it's related to nivel, right? Yes, we'll see. So we'll see shortly. Excellent. Number two is that it mixed up everything. Mabul is related to the term, a term which has the same core, but repeated. 
bilbul, mixture. It mixed everything up. And number three, shahoyvil es It sent everything. Right? Yovel. Right? Yovel yishalach. Right? Yovel is a time when you send people free. Right? Mimshech bekeren hayovel. Hayovel is, lehovil, is to deliver. In modern Hebrew, right, if you're going to be driving down the streets, Bezos Hashem of Yerushalayim Irakaydesh or any other city in Eretz Yisrael, you will often see a truck of some kind, and on the truck it will have emblazoned the name of the business and the nature of the business, and it will say, Hovalot, Hey Vav, Vez, Lamed, Vav, Saf. What are those? Hovalot are deliveries, right? UPS is Hovalot, right? So it was Moiviles Hakoel. It sent everything, Min from high points to the lowest of points. Because remember, it all got flooded, and water seeks its lowest level, and everything that got washed away gets washed to the lowest point. We're going to see Mir Tzashem more about it. And this is what Unkulus means when he translates Taifana a flood. It flooded everything. Hetzif is where the water is over the surface. You know, it, it, it covers completely everything. And it brought them to Bavel, Shiamuka, which is deep. Bavel is a lowland. That's why another name for Bavel is Shinar. Because it was shaken down to there, shaken out to there, all of the victims of the Mabel. It was a low point. It was the Mabel sent all of its casualties, from the high point to the low point. Okay, so let's get it again. Rashi brings three explanations of the term Mabel. Explanation number one was that it was Mavala Es Hakoel, Shavola Es Hakoel. It wears everything out. By the way, where do you have that expression? Umevala Koel. It's in the Piut of Rosh Hashanah, right? When we speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's the Melech Elyon, who's the uppermost king, he Sav Umevala Koel. He wears everything out, meaning everything else gets worn out. And Hashem just keeps on going, right? Hashem does not, does not wear out. Everything else wears out. Bola right? Esakol, the Mabel wore everything out, destroyed it, mixed up, confused everything, and sent everything on a journey downward. Min Those are the three things. It destroyed them, it wore them out, it mixed them up, and it sent them on a journey downward. And Rashi finishes off his discussion of that journey downward because it all ended up in the land of Shinar, where it's called Shinar from the term Ninar, which is to shake out, that all of the dead of the Mabul ended up there. Now, we're going to talk about that in Mirza Hashem shortly. But before we talk about that, let's take a look here, as we would usually do, um, at the Mepharshim Rishonim, at what they say about the words. The Ramban doesn't say anything about the word. Not that I know of. He certainly doesn't say it here on this Pasuk. The Ibn Ezra does. And I, I didn't put the Ibn Ezra on the sheet. 
um, but the 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 uh, the uh, the the interpretation of the Ibn Ezra is going to include these elements. I should have put it on the sheet. I regret that I didn't. He says. Um, uh, Right, from the term Novla, as somebody mentioned, which we'll see in the Radak. Some say it's from the term Bolul, mixed up. Right? So that's the idea. Two, two of the three interpretations, he says. One, that it was Novla, that it withered. And the second, that it confused. The Radak, which you do have on your page, says, Chaser ha-nismach ha-mabul mabul mayim k'may ha-orayin ha-bris. Right? So it's really, could have said, ha-mabul is, it's, it's ha-mabul mayim, it's, it's a mabul ha-mayim. It's a mabul of water. And sometimes the Pasuk leaves out the hay. Right? And sometimes it would say Hamabul Mabul Mayim, like it says Orain Orain Habris, right? Whatever it could have said. The Orain, which is the Orain Habris. The Mabul, which is the Mabul Mayim. Okay, that's a grammatic thing. Umabul Ikroi, the root of the term Mabul is Minovoil. Comes from the term Novoil. Novoil, which means again to wilt. Min Uvinivle Shamayim mi Yashkiv. Sheperushai. Gishme Shamayim. Okay, now here he brings a pasuk which seems to speak of Nivle Shamayim. Now, Nivle Shamayim is not talking about that which is worn out, but rather it means rains. Something which falls. So the Radak has something of a twist on this. Not that Bolo es not that it wore everything out, but rather that it fell. Again, it's not the same as Rashi in terms of Hoyville sending, but Navla is the term Nafla, and that it fell from the heavens down to the earth. Umabul Shem Tayar Legeshem. Amabul is a term for rain. Vigeshem Shem Etzem. Right? There's a Shem Tayar and a Shem Etzem. A Shem Tayar is sort of a descriptive, and a Shem Etzem is the essential name. The Geshem is the essential name of it. The Tayar, the description, is a Mabel of Geshem. The truth is, Mabel doesn't have to be said just about rain. It could also be said about Sheleg, about snow, or Eish, or Barad, or fire that descends from the heaven, like we have by the by the Makos, or Borod, or Hail, whenever a lot of it comes, a deluge, or a person could have a deluge of work, a deluge of emails, right? right? A mabul of all these things, where it all seems to be coming down. Okay, so that's, that's what the Radak focuses on. So Radak's focus is on the fact that it was coming down, no veil, from the term no fail, that it was mabul from the term mapil, right? All of this big stuff coming down, and what was coming down was mayim. What was coming down specifically was water. So we have these different interpretations all surrounding what the term mabul means. What does the term mabul mean? mean? And let's try to look a little bit further at 
what the possibilities here are, and what the possibilities here are in terms of uh, um, of what mabul what mabul means. <clears throat> So, the first interpretation we have, again, the Radak's interpretation is great and straightforward. Radak's interpretation is that a mabul is a downfall or a downpour, right? A deluge, right? Stuff which just comes down. And it comes from the term novel, which means no fail. And it's a description of the rain itself. And in that, the Radak is differing from Rashi. Because Rashi's three interpretations don't speak about the rain itself, but what do they speak of? They speak about the impact of the rain. They speak about how the rain was mevala everything, or mevalbel everything, or movil everything. Whereas the Radak's interpretation is, mabul is the term of what happened to the water. According to Rashi's interpretations, it's a, descri- it's a description of the impact of of the water. And I think Ibn Ezra, to some degree, is also going in that direction. Because when he speaks about Novel, Novel Horetz, he speaks about the earth being worn out, and Mabel's therefore on the object called the earth. And just like Bilbul is certainly about what happened on the earth. So let's take the Radak as a simple meaning of the verse that it's a flood. It's a flood. Lots that falls that descends from the heavens. Sorry, I just did a little mabul on my chumash and a more minor thing, we don't call it a mabul on my keyboard, but that's okay. Um, It wore out everything. I would like to share a pshat here that, uh, I don't know, I didn't see it anywhere. I think it has worth. In Parshas Hazinu, Moshe Rabbeinu gives the ultimate shira, the ultimate song of rebuke and of warning to the Jewish people, to us. And he refers to us, Halashem Tigmeluzos, will you do this? Is this the way you repay Hashem? Am novel v'loi A nation that is novel and not wise. What does that mean, novel? Rashi says, Sheshochu they forgot that was which was done for them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did so much for, the, for us, and we turn around and we act as if it never happened. We forget it. And for that, we're called an Amnovel. How could you do this? How can you be Gomel this? How can you repay this to Hashem? It's ungrateful and unwise. The Ramban... The Ramban...
uh, says, uh, you know, discusses the term novel, and he says that, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, translates it amazingly, Ama de Kabilu Eiraisa, a nation that accepted the Torah and is loichacham and is not wise. What on earth does that mean? How can you call novel the term novel? which is used generally for something terrible and ungrateful, how could you use that to refer to the receiving of the Torah? Says the Ramban that it comes from the term Novol Tibol. Everybody remember that? What Yisro said to Moshe when he saw Moshe Rabbeinu sitting there day and night while the Jewish people came to him, he said, Moshe, you're going to get worn out, Novol Tibol. So he says, says the Ramban, that the way the Unculus is translating it is, that all the impact of the Torah, your acceptance of the Torah upon you was that it wore you out with all of its responsibilities, but it didn't make you any smarter. Right? You just got, carried the burdens of the Torah and you didn't get wisened by the Torah, which in itself, if you pause and think about that a little bit, it's an unbelievable statement. It's a fantastic statement that the Ramban is saying. A person has to work in order to make sure that the Torah is going to have a proper impact on the person. Sometimes, sometimes the, 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 uh, the, the person just experiences Torah as a set of burdens instead of as its ultimate wisdom, that which it's supposed to create and does create, tremendous, tremendous chachma, but we didn't demonstrate that. We just took the Torah's burden without it making us wiser, which is unbelievable by itself. Continues the Ramban. Well, fidati, in my opinion, ha'osa tovos chinam yikorei nadiv u'meshalim rola mishehetivim ayikorei novel. A person who does kindness for no reason, in other words, not because he owes anything, but just generously is called a nadav, a generous soul. And a person who doesn't even pay back, one who did good to him, is called the opposite, is called a novel. And he brings a pasuk in Yeshayahu, which contrasts the two. And so he says that that's what happened by novel HaKarmeli, David HaMelech did him great kindness and he was completely ungrateful and disrespectful for him, etc. The, the same thing in Eov. The Mioriyolohem Tira Nevola. He says that he was uh, coming to, um, to, uh, to they, they were trying to, to, to show him that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was doing everything justly, and uh, they, as opposed to the interpretation that Hashem was repaying bad for good, giving somebody something that they didn't deserve. Continues the Ramban, however, with his own hypothesis. V'yitochen, shi'ikorei kein, why is an ungrateful person called a novel? Says the Ramban, because he has fallen from being a person. 
like it says by in Yeshayo, like a again a, like like a Ola Noivelas Oleh, which is a term for saying Noivelas. A mace, a dead item, is called a Nevela. Why? It collapsed to the earth and died. By Shimshon, they went to see Mapolas What's Mapola? Mapola was really the Nevela, the corpse of the lion. What do you, what, what does one call a a a a miscarried fetus is called a nafel, right? It fell, it's novel, it's wilted. Look, you've done it only to yourselves. The harm that you have caused here is, he says, only to yourself. And the, the, the harm, that loss, is a loss of humanity. You've fallen from what a human being is supposed to be. The most basic thing of a human being is supposed to be that they're supposed to be recognizing what's done to them, appreciate it, and respond accordingly. And instead, we're the opposite. So there, there's lots that is profound here in this Ramban. Again, of course, his definition of ingratitude as being the ultimate downfall of a person is really something amazing. And if we want to elaborate on that just a drop, because that's not really our subject matter for, uh, for today. But um, remember that in Bereshis, what does it say? Ironically, Hashem didn't bring rain onto the earth. Why didn't he bring rain onto the earth? Right? Because Adam Ayin Adama, because there was no man there to work the earth. And Rashi says he didn't pray for it, right? This is where we learn how prayer is fundamental to getting the wheels of the world turning. But listen, listen to what it says specifically in Rashi. There was no man there to work the earth, says Rashi. There would be nobody to recognize the goodness of the rain. No would be the makir tov, right? What's hakara satov? There would be nobody to be makir tov to recognize the goodness of the rain. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't do it until when man came along, the Yad Hashem Tzarech and he realized that they were a need of the world. He prayed for them, and they fell. Remember, when you daven, what's part of davening? You praise Hashem, you recognize His power, you ask Him for something, and then what do you do? Haida'ah. You say thank you. You appreciate the goodness. You're makir betova. Hashem didn't bring rain until there would be somebody who would appreciate the rain. Somebody who would daven for it and then express that appreciation. That's what an Adam is. He's supposed to realize that. And when a person is ungrateful, they lose the status of Adam. What do we say? An ingrate? Erz nisht kein mensch. Right? Which is French for he's not a person. Right? A mensch is grateful. A mensch is, recognizes what's done for them. 
And by the way, what are we called, you and I? Jews, right? Yehudim. That's the name which is adopted by the Jewish people. Of all the Shvatim, right, we're called on the name of Yehuda. What's Yehuda's name? Haida. Hapam Odes Hashem. Now I give acknowledgement to Hashem. Remember the first name, when, when, when Leah had her first child, she said, oh, wow, now I'm going to have a husband who's going to love me. Meaning, she didn't say, thank you, what a wonderful thing, I have a child. She thought about what she didn't have. Shimon, now my husband, Hashem has heard that I'm hated. Oh, right again, she was focused on what she didn't have. Now my, now my husband will stick with me. She was focused on what she didn't have. When she had Yehuda, finally she said, you know what, I have a baby. Amazing. I'm not going to give a backhanded compliment and say, oh, maybe this will get me what I really want. This is what I really want. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Rabbanu Shalom. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. Right? That's, the, that's it. That's where a human being becomes a human being. That's where Klal Yisrael is supposed to claim the mantle. Right? When man sinned, if you remember... HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, what happened to you? He says, oh, that woman that you gave me. She made me eat from it. Says Rashi, ding, 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 kan kofar betayva. Look, now they denied the good. He denied the good. We knew it. The failure of a human being is to fail to appreciate. Period. Tefillah starts with appreciation. In the sense that it's initiated for the one who recognizes the good and appreciates it. That was the first reign. But now man has fallen. Man has fallen, he's ungrateful. By the way, how do you know that man has fallen? What was described in the end of Parshas Bereshus, in the period leading up to the Mabul, Hanefilim hoyu ba'aretz bayamim ohem. The nephilim filled the land at that time. Fallen people, they fell from the heavens to the earth. Remember the children of God, the sons of man. Ay 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 ay. That's what happened. We fell down. We collapsed from the higher point. What we could have been. And that's the Mabul. That's the Mabul. It, it destroyed everything. Mevala Sakel for sure. But look at the Ramban. The Ramban says that the failure of man is he's called a novel. And the Mabul for the Nephilim, right, was the failure of man, that we were destroyed. And isn't it fascinating? Isn't it an interesting thing? And here maybe we're going a little bit out there, but I don't think it's so terrible, is that the first rain that fell to the earth was waiting for a human being to be appreciative. And then this rain, which wasn't the rain to bring the world to life, but to wash it away, came from a people who were not appreciative. Rabbi Howard? Yeah. Would you um, say that Theft is um, symbolic of not having a car because you don't recognize what Kodesh Brokha gave you and you want someone else's stuff? It could be you could say that. Yes. Too busy thinking about what somebody else has. Le'sachmoy, the prohibition 
of coveting is when a person doesn't realize that they have what they need to have. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. So number one is Mabul is that level of destruction of the greatness of people. And if we're going to plug it back in to our ongoing discussions about the relationship between the Mabul and Harsinai, and if we're just even going to plug it into last week's discussion, remember what was it? What did Rashi say? Oy, those angels were right. When they said, What's a man that you should think of him, that you should recall him, that you should note him? Man is so small. Man was supposed to be so great. But this is novel. Am novel We lost the wisdom. We lost the greatness, the recognition of where it comes from. Reish is chachma yiras Hashem, the beginning of wisdom is fear of God. What does that mean? If you don't look around and realize where you come from, what you're dependent on, how can you call yourself wise? How can you call yourself wise? A wise person, first and foremost, has open eyes to the most basic foundation of reality, which is that there's a God who's the source of our existence. But what happened was, Look at man. Ay, ay, ay. Where else did they say that? They said that by the giving of the Torah. But by the giving of the Torah, again, it says, I said you would be godlike. But man doesn't stay. We don't stay that way. We said about the eagle, that's the God who took us out of Egypt. Ouch. So, in the broader sense, Bolo Es is, of course, literally, simply in Rashi, destruction. Destruction. It destroyed everything. But if we're going to take this Ramban, this beautiful Ramban, it's not speaking about the term Mabel, but it's speaking about the term Novel. And we understand that the term Bolo Es is from the term Novel, as someone said, I'm not sure who said it, Who's in, the, who's in the Shia, I didn't recognize the particular voice. Whoever said it is welcome to please raise their proverbial hand, um, right? But the, whoever said it, Ashrecha, right? That novel, it's from the term to, to, to will, but you see the Ramban says, right? That, 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 the, uh, that the, the term novel, it says the Ramban, is a, a, a decreased human being. And of course, they all got washed away and literally worn out, literally destroyed. But it started because of the Nephilim and the Nephila, because of the fallen and the falling of the people that they descended, that they lowered themselves from, uh, from humanity. That's number one. Let's look at the second thing that we have here, which is that uh, we had Rashi who said Bilbel Esakol, and then Hovil Esakol. Bilbel is to mix everything up, and Hovil Esakol is that sent everything from high to low, from the tall to the, to, the, to, the, to the lowest point. And Rashi says, as it says, that they ended up in Bavel. So I want to skip over for a moment the Bilbel Esakol, which we will come back to Be'ezras Hashem Izborach a little bit later. But let's look at the middle interpretation. 
And that, for that, we're going to look at a Gemara in Masecha Shabbos. Daf Kuf Yud Gimel Beis, those who are learning the Daf Hayoyimi, may have something of a memory of this Gemara, which we learned approximately two weeks and a bit ago. Are you allowed to eat earth on Shabbos? Okay, if it's some kind of a therapy, the Gemara there is talking about those things. In the weekday, is it okay? I say you can never eat it. It's harmful. Don't eat it. Ravami goes further. He says a person who eats the dust of Bavel, it's like he's eating the remains, the flesh of his forebears. Some say it's as if he's eating creepers. As it says, And it erased all that stood. In other words, the Mabul erased everything and the people eating the earth of Babel are eating the decomposed remains. Why is that? Why is Bavel known as Shinar? And this is what Rashi quoted. All the dead of the Mabul were shaken out to end up down there. It's also called, that land is also called Metzula. They all, so to speak again, trickle down there. What do you mean? Those Shkotsim were Amosim? There were any remains? They were erased. Amri, keeping the Malki Gozre Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, look, it's not good for you. And the Rabbanon said, we're going to make it like Tomei because of its past. So it's an interesting piece of Gemara. A mixture between the unhealthy and this historic problem which is there in the soil. Are the remains really there? Or were they completely destroyed by the waters of the Mabul? And from a simple halachic sense, you would probably say that there's nothing there. But since in a certain sense it is there, and that's what the land of Babel is specifically associated with, so therefore we, we, we limit it. Okay, that's the, the Gomorrah. But that's the Gomorrah which Rashi is speaking about, that the land of Babel was where all the remains of the Mabul ended up being shaken down, being sent down there. Good? Okay. That's the hovala. That's the delivery system. Now, again, excuse me, as you saw, I was doing this sort of at the last minute. Let's jump up. Source Vav on your sheet. Let's jump it up here. Okay. Source Vav on your sheet, we're going to jump up here, we're going to make it into Source Hey. Actually, we won't because we're going to put in some other things eventually into this sheet, and it'll be a different source. But what we're going to look at right now is the, um, the Pasuk, the Psukim that come after the Mabul, which is the Psukim of the Tower of Bavel, which takes place where? In the land of, you got it, Bavel. <laughs> That's why they call it the Tower of Bavel. You always wonder that, right? Okay, after Shir, for those who have time, we're going to have a lecture on George Washington's white horse. Right? But the, 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 right, for now, right, this is the Tower of Bavel. What happens in the Tower of Bavel? 
But they traveled Mikedem, they traveled from Kedem, Kedem is loaded with meeting, Ganeiden Mikedem. They found a Bikor, a valley in the land of Shinar, and they settled there. Look where they're going. They're going to the place where the remnants of the flood drained. A deep, deep place. And from there, they say, we're going to build a tower. Now, by the way, if you want to build a tower that was reaching to the heavens, where would you go? You'd go to the top of Mount Everest and start building it there. Okay, maybe not the top of Mount Everest because it would be kind of hard to get your building materials there and a big construction crew there, but you certainly wouldn't go to the low place, which is called the lowest place in the earth. But they went from the lowest place in the earth to build a tower to reach up to the heavens. Talk about fallen, right? No fail. Hmm. If Bavel is about Hovil, they were sent all the way down. And here they were trying to build themselves up. They understood that they had gone down. And now they were trying to build themselves up. Now, unfortunately, they choose a very, very poor method to build themselves up. What do they want to do? Instead of building themselves up internally, they wanted to go wage war against HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the heavens, so to speak. It was a, a build-up that did not correct the problem that led to the Mabul in the sense of the recognition of Hashem, the gratitude, if we're going to talk about that, the opposite. We're going to make for ourselves a name. And by strengthening ourselves, we think we're going to stop the Mabul from coming. By making ourselves physically strong and prominent, instead of trying to bring Hashem's presence into the world. Okay, we're getting a little bit, uh, a little bit of field. But you understand what's so significant that's going on over here. It's unbelievable. If we have two events in Parshas Noach, and these two events re- represent the culmination of major periods of history, the ten generations from Adam until Noach end with the flood, the ten generations from Noach until Avram end with Avram, but what's the generation of Avram is the Tower of Bavel. And the Tower of Bavel starts where the Mabul ends. And if the Mabul brings everything all the way down, and then you look at the Tower of Bavel, which is trying to build all the way up, whoa, you see that something's going on over here. Hey, wow, right? Isn't that, do you see, like something significant is going on over here. Now they're barking up the wrong tower. Right? That's the, the, it's a big mistake for them that this is the way they're trying to build themselves up. But in a certain sense, of course, yes, a human being has to build themselves up. The humanity has to build itself up. Many times we bark up the wrong tree. We, 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 we're looking in the wrong direction for that buildup. And that's the story of the Tower of Bavel is seeking human greatness but seeking human greatness that excludes Hashem instead of seeking human great, greatness that embraces Hashem. The greatness of Klal Yisrael, the greatest moment of Klal Yisrael was when we embraced HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we were makabel Nasev and Ishma, we'll do whatever you say. Instead of, so to speak, trying to climb to the heavens and to fight him, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the heavens to try to bring down the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the earth. 
the Tower of Bavel. So this second piece of Rashi, the lowering of human beings into the depths, which was, which was the land of Bavel, that was part of what the Mabel did. And from there we would have to build ourselves up. And the Tower of Bavel was a false effort to do that. What, by the way, was a good effort to do that? For a fallen people, also sent to Bavel. I'll leave that for you for the moment as a question. We will go on to the middle shot of Rashi. Unbelievable. The middle pshat of Rashi. But before we go to that middle pshat of Rashi, I want to read through with you the entire paragraph that you have printed on your sheet from the story of the Tower of Bavel. What does it say? Everybody was one language, one idea. But even also as they traveled from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shino where they settled. One man said to his friend, let's make bricks. We're going to bake them. The levena will be our stones. The bricks will be our stones. We'll use lime for the mortar. And they said, let's build for ourselves a city and a tower that reaches to the heavens and we'll make for ourselves a name lest we be spread over the face of the earth. Hashem goes to see the city and the tower that they built and he said, behold, one people, one language, and this is what they're doing. They'll, nothing will stand in their way. There's no tension between humanity about goals. It's not good. We need... They're, they're choosing bad things and nobody will oppose them. We're going to go and mix up their languages. People won't hear the language of their friend. Hashem scattered them over the face of the earth and they stopped building the city. That's why they call the name of the place Bavel. Why? There Hashem confused the language of all of the earth. And from there he scattered them upon the face of the earth. What's that? He, d- he split them up because they had different languages. He mixed up the language of the people. He confused the language. They got all mixed up. One language to another. They weren't one singular language. So first of all, what do you have here? Okay, isn't this delicious? Mixing up. Why was the Mabel called the Mabel? Says Rashi, second pshat. It mixed everything up. And by the way, where did the remnants of the Mabel land? In a country which is called Bavel, which means mix-up land. The mixed up Mabel results ended up in Bavel, which is in itself a mixed-up land, or the land from which mix-up originated. Hmm. Now, by the way, it's an interesting thing. It's an ironic thing. Because did it really mix it up, or did it separate it? It separated the world into separate countries because they had different languages. 
Yatsev Givulos Amim Lemispar Bene Yisrael. Right? In the same Hazinu, it says Hashem established the boundaries of nations equal to the number of the Jewish people, 70 nations equal to the 70 Jewish souls that came down to Mitzrayim. What's that? 70 different languages. The boundaries of people. People didn't get mixed up. They were mixing up before. They were all mixed together before, and now they're separated. But it was a mixing up of the language the language, which is communication, which allows people to join together and become one, right? So people get to mix together when the language is clear. When the language is mixed up, then people can't come together. And that's what happened here. The language became mixed up, so people couldn't become together. But it is a mixing up. The land of Bovel is the land of mixing up, of confusion of a lack of order that can exist amongst mankind, and therefore mankind has to go everybody into their own corner, into their own place, and separate from each other and are unable to work together. Bilbel Hakoil, the Mabel created confusion. It landed in Bavel, where again confusion would be born. Isn't it so, it's just so amazing, so elegant, how it happens, right? The Mabel sends them to Bavel. That we saw before. And the Mabul, Bavel, Mabul, Bavel, Mabul, Bavel, Mabul, Bavel, right? Bilbel es The Mabul mixed everything up. And Bavel is called Bavel because of mixture. Okay, interesting. What's the significance of mixing everything up? Let's look at another aspect of the confusion of Bavel, the Gemara in Sanhedrin. It's a delicious Gemara. Gemara is always delicious. Amr Siv. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, I took, the Navi says, I took for myself two sticks. One I called pleasantness and one I called wounding. Right, a stick could be a staff, a walking stick that's helpful. A stick could be a whacking stick, not a walking stick. Noam, elu talmidei chachamim sheberetz Yisrael. Noam, sweetness, are the Torah scholars of Eretz Yisrael. Shemanim in zelazeh That they make things sweet for each other in halacha. They learn together and they help each other arrive at conclusions. Chayvlim, elu talmidei chachamim shebebavel. Chayvlim, the wounding, are the Torah scholars of Bavel. Shemechablim zelazeh bahalacha. They wound each other in halacha. Rashi writes, Bloshen Az, Vechema, with strong language, Makshin Zeloze, they asked their questions harshly. Uvne Eretz Yisrael, Neichin Yachad. Uvne Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, they get along nicely with each other. Umaainin Yachad, they explore together, Rashi says. Umesakin Zez, Divrei Zev, one helps each other with what, oh, you said that, let me help you. Let me improve on what you said. Let me challenge you in a certain way and help bring out what the truth is. And the truth comes to light. Right? So again, this is the Navu of Zachariah, the two olive trees. The Torah scholars of Eretz Yisrael are pleasant to each other, like olive oil, smooth. 
The two olive trees are like the Torah scholars of Bavel who are bitter to each other, like an olive tree. I see two women going out, etc. So the Gemara speaks about the, the, this Pasuk, and it's going to build itself a house in the land of Shinar, in the land of Bavel, it's Chanufa, the Gazus Haruach, Shiyardul Bavel. Falsehood, flattery, and arrogance that went down to Bavel. The Gemara discusses, did it really go to Bavel? Says the Gemara, yes, it went to Bavel. And Bavel was a place which had Anius, which had a poverty in Torah. Says the Gemara, my Bavel, it ends on Rav Yechen, Belula, Bimikra, Belula, Bimishna, Belula, Betalmud. It's mixed up Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. The Talmud Bavli is a mixture of Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. In the Halacha and Shulchan Aruch, it says that we learn, the Gemara says you're supposed to divide up your time between Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. Right? So the Paiskim say, we're not so careful about it because we learn Talmud Bavli. In Talmud Bavli, it's all mixed up together, Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. It's Bavli because it's Bolul, again another mixing, all mixed up. And one more line, He had me sit in the darkness like the dead of the world. That's Talmud Bavli, is darkness. Rashi says, They don't get along together in learning, so it's filled with doubts. We don't have results. We're in the dark. Yes. Rabbi Howard, if this is the case, um, why is Talmud Bavli primary and Yerushalmi secondary? Excellent question. If this is the case, why do we learn Talmud Bavli so much more? Why do we learn Talmud Bavli? Why is this the tower that we build for ourselves in Eretz Shinar? This is our main source of learning, even though in a certain sense it's the place of darkness. Well, the greatest record that we have of learning is from Bavel. The Talmud Bavli is much more expansive than the Talmud Yerushalmi. We spent a lot of time in Bavel. And evidently, for the Golos, we have to learn the, the world of Bavel and the Machlekes of Bavel. And we have to come through that. That's the pathway out. But why? Why? Again, you're in Bavel, you have to learn Bavel. We're in Golos, we learn the Talmud of Bavel. We're still not in Geula, even if we're lucky enough to be in Eretz Yisrael. What is it? And it's the place of darkness. It's the place of darkness. Now notice what it said. It said that in Bavel, people fought with each other. They didn't learn to work well with each other, which is fascinating, because if you remember, the Tower of Bavel was a great cooperative effort that everybody did together. The reason why Hashem didn't destroy them was because of the peace that was between them. But on the other hand, it was sort of like a practical peace. Maybe it wasn't such a wholesome peace. Or maybe we could look at what happened afterwards, after Hashem divided them up. It's a great irony. It's a great irony that Bavel is the place, when it comes to Torah learning, it's the place where Machlokas gets in the way of arising to the ultimate conclusions, arriving at, I should say rather, the ultimate conclusions. 
Let's go a little bit deeper, if we can. And I'm sorry, I'm going overtime. I started late, and I'm continuing late. Let's go to the beginning of time. In the beginning, Hashem created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was dark over the deep waters. Now you might say, ooh, that's interesting already because the water covering the earth was at the Mabul. And if the locus of the Mabul to a certain degree was Bovel, and Bovel's called the land of the Mabul and the land of darkness. Cool. Hmm. Let's go a little bit further. And Hashem said, let there be light. Ye are. And there was light. What's the light? Well, you know, you know, you've heard many, many times, the light is the Torah, right? And that's why in this Pasuk, you'll look, you'll count them five times. It says, Ur. that's the light, the Torah, the five books of the Torah. And Hashem saw that the light was good, Vayavdeil Elohim, and Hashem distinguished, he separated between the light and the darkness. And he called the, the, the light day and the darkness, he called night, the light was good and he separated between the light and the darkness. And by the way, what allows you to separate between anything is light. If it's dark, you can't see, you can't distinguish. What's the word for morning in Hebrew? Boker. You know what else the word boker means? Levaker is to examine and to distinguish. Light allows you to distinguish. When do you, are you able to daven, say Kriyashva, put on tzitzis, put on, make a bracha on your tzitzis, on your tefillin? Mishayakir, when you could distinguish between blue and white, between blue and karti, between blue and green. Light gives you the ability, levakir, to distinguish, to be mavdil. When light was created, Hashem separated between the light and the darkness. What's the opposite of separation? Is mixture. Bolal, Bovel, it's the place of darkness. But more amazing, astounding, shocking. There's a famous Medrash. Moshe Rabbeinu was with Hashem for 40 days and 40 nights. How did Moshe Rabbeinu know the difference between day and night? Asked the Gemara, you're with Hashem. Hashem is the source of all light. How did he know the difference between day and night? The Torah Shebechsav he learned during the day. The Torah Shebaalpeh he learned at night. When Hashem switched from the written Torah to the oral Torah, he knew the difference between day and night. And what's the land of Bavel? Land of Bavel is where the Torah Shebechsav and the Torah Shebaalpeh are all mixed up. Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara are all mixed up with each other. It's the opposite of separation between day and night. Bolal, it's all mixed up. Is that a wow or is that a wow? It's a wow. Okay, good, I'm glad you agree. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right? That's the place. The mixture of Talmud Bavli 
It's the opposite of Sinai. At Sinai, when Moshe Rabbeinu was up there on our Sinai, there was a clear division between Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh, day and night. Bovel is called the land of darkness. In fact, not darkness. It's not called Choshech. It's called Machashakim. Darkness is. Evidently, not just the darkness of the night, but darkness everywhere. And the darkness, in a certain sense, is said in the same sentence, the next sentence, after it speaks about the fact that it's Bolul. They don't distinguish between the Torah Shebechsav and the Torah Shebalpeh. Wow. Now, is Bovel so terrible? It's obviously not so terrible. Because if it was so terrible, as was pointed out before, we wouldn't be learning it all the time. And we would say, you know, the reason why we're not careful to learn Mikra versus Mishnah versus Gemara separately, is because we learn Talmud Bavli where it's all mixed up. So it's so terrible, why are we learning it? It's not terrible, it's Gewaldic. Talmud Bavli is unbelievable. It's amazing. But it's not perfect. It's the effort of the Jewish people in Golos to arrive at the Torah. And that's why we study it all the time. But we're in Golos. And we don't hear clearly the word as it comes from Hashem's mouth or the Navi's mouth versus what comes from our own mouths. And we have arguments where we don't work together to arrive at clear conclusions. The, the Mabul created Bilbul. It was Mavalbil, it confused everything. The, the Bilbul which came from the Mabul what do you mean? It destroyed everything. So what do you mean that everything's mixed up? It destroyed everything, but then it would regenerate. It would redevelop. So you could imagine on one hand that the, the, the Mabul mixed up everything, that as it was going down the drain, as it was getting swept away and, and corroded and destroyed by the, by the hot waters of the Mabul, that, that uh, it all got mixed up, you know, floating around there in that, in that deep water. It was all mixed up, mixed up, mixed up. But it's more than that. It's more than that, because it's sent it down to Bavel, where what emerged ultimately would be a great mix-up. That even though temporarily people were able to speak together with a single language in order to accomplish something, fundamentally they got separated, because their desire together was not truly a desire of togetherness, it wasn't a, a lofty desire of lifting up. And Hashem had to divide the world Separate languages, Bilbul. Bolal Hashem's Faschal Horetz. That would divide the world. And then through our, our task is to build it back up. But it's in a context which is Mivulbal, which is confused. You can't even tell the difference between night and day. You can't tell the difference between the Torah Shebechsav and the Torah Shebaalpeh. We're wading through it but we have to be restored to a place where we're working together to arrive at something. Bavel, they were trying, Talmud Bavli, they were trying to build the right tower. Talmud Bavli is the right tower to build. But they were still having a hard time with getting along. The after effects were still there. 
It wasn't ki'ish echad v'lev echad, like one man with one heart, working together to try to arrive at the right conclusions. They were competing with each other a bit too much. They were competing with each other still a bit too much, and because of that, they didn't arrive at proper conclusions. The mixture of the mabul, the remnants of that tension of the mabul, was still there. Again, the Tower of Bavel we're going to study at another time. It's a unity which isn't real. If it was a unity which is real, there's no way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have disrupted a true shalom that existed between people. But they weren't fighting. They weren't fighting. And for that there, that's a mitigating factor. But Hashem divides them, separates their languages, so the human beings aren't working together as one. And the task of the Jewish people is, of course, to come back together as one and to bring the world ultimately together with them. But as we're in Golis, when we're in Bovel, we have a struggle because we can't even work together to arrive at the truth of the Torah. We're arguing vociferously, not with a way of helping one another to even arrive at the truth of the Torah. So of course, Bavel Talmud Bavli is our greatest effort. Talmud Bavli is our greatest effort to be able to go on, to be able to continue. Of course, Talmud Bavli is our greatest effort, but it's lacking. It's filled with machlokas. And the Machlokas carries on and carries forward. There's a reason why the tradition of the Rambam was always to paskin like the Yerushalmi. It's well known that the Rambam paskin like the Talmud Yerushalmi following Rabbeinu Hanano, like the Jerusalem Talmud, the Talmud of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, we've gone a little long. Mir Hashem will try to pick up with this at another time.